In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Merry Christmas to you all. So there is a certain kind of magic in a good Christmas gift, magic that you probably all know, and I have good news. It's magic that only gets better as you get older and harder to buy presents for. It's one thing, after all, to feel the magic of the child who rushes out of their bedroom at five o'clock in the morning, comes tearing down the hallway to look under the tree and sees, yes, there it is, the bike that they've been begging mom and dad for for months, and then realizes, wait, I've been asking for this incessantly for about six months now, but how did Santa know? The child thinks for a minute, then realizes suddenly, that's right, I've addressed a dozen letters to the North Pole in the last three weeks asking for this bike. I'm so glad they made it through the mail. And this is a magical thing, the gift that you've waited for for a long time, finally arriving. But the true magic of the perfect Christmas gift comes when you open something unexpected. When you open that box on Christmas Day and think, what is this? And then you study that box and you read the promotional text and you realize, wait, yes, I would never thought of asking for this. I didn't even know these were real. But you, my beloved, you know me better than I know myself and you have looked into your heart and mine and you knew that the one thing that I needed this year more than anything else was a Bluetooth-enabled portable eye massager with five different modes of heat and humidity. Thank you so much. Thank you. You laugh, but it's true. Maybe not for eye massagers. But I know that the best Christmas gifts I've ever given or been given are the ones I wasn't expecting. The ones that I mentioned once six months ago and somebody remembered, or the ones that I didn't even know I would want until somebody looked at me, knew me, loved me, and decided to give me that thing. I, an eye massager would be fine, honestly. It's the totally unasked for gift, the symbol of someone's love, the fact that they know who you are, that's especially special about Christmas, the thing that you receive without even having to ask for it. It feels good, as ridiculous as that gift may be, because it doesn't matter what it is. What matters is that you've been seen and known and loved. Seems to me that the world could use some love this year, but that's probably been true every year. 2,500 years ago, Isaiah wrote, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Isaiah's people, living 500 years before Jesus' birth, living in dark times, were waiting for salvation, waiting for someone to help. And while many things in the world have changed since then, many things have not. The boots of the warriors Isaiah described tramping across the land have not ceased their tramping. The many imperfections of human society that Isaiah saw in his own world have not yet been perfected. Our lives have not yet been perfected. Every one of us has tasted this year the bitterness of loss or absence or regret Every one of us has sometimes fallen short. Every one of us is yearning for something this Christmas Eve, I expect. Some change, or some help, or some salvation, however big or small. 
And Christmas is a perfect time for that, because Christmas is the holiday when we celebrate, more than anything else, prophecy fulfilled, the arrival of a Messiah for whom we've waited for a very long time. And that's what many of us need this Christmas, a Messiah, someone who will come and fix things, to set things right. We want world leaders who will bring us peace, or politicians who will solve our nation's problems. We want therapists or priests who will fix our marriages or our relationships, our friendships, people who will somehow break us out of the patterns we've fallen into yet again. In the deepest, darkest days of the year, we pray to God for some light. We beg God to do something, to send someone, to fix something for once, maybe, to save us somehow from this mess. Christmas is the answer to that prayer. And yet, what we want for Christmas is a Messiah. What we get is a baby. What we want is a wonderful counselor. What we get is cries and babbling. What we want is a prince of peace. What we get is a carpenter's son. What many of us want more than anything else, what we yearn for more intensely than any bicycle or eye massager, is for some light to shine in the darkness, for God to finally come and make things right for us or for our world. What we get is a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Emmanuel, God with us. It's nowhere near enough to fix it all. But I sometimes think that it might be the only thing that actually can. What we want, after all, is for a fix, for something to change outside of us, for world leaders to come to some peace agreement, or for legislators to enact some better laws. What we want is for our family members or our friends to recognize for once that we are right and just do things the way we want, and then it would be fine. And God comes down to help us, but not quite the way we're expecting or asking for. Not as an avenging warrior, not as a mighty king, not as an adept politician or even a wise old friend. God comes down as a newborn child, innocent and weak. God looks at us. God looks deep into each one of us and sees us and knows what we're like. And God loves us and chooses us chooses to come and be with us. That's what Christmas is. God knows us more deeply than we know ourselves, and God knows the answer isn't to fix things for us, but to love us. Because it turns out that the problems in our lives are not out there in someone else. We can fix the problems in the world or in society, but human beings can undermine them in a few minutes flat. We can start out the new year with the best of resolutions, but we know that we probably won't live up to them. What we need is not a change out here. What we need is a change in here, times eight billion, if only. There's no external force, no messianic intervention that can change any of those things. Because what we need is not for the things in our lives to be fixed that need to be fixed. What we need is for our hearts to be healed. What we need is not to receive the gift itself that we're hoping for, but to be seen and known and loved and to be given the gift that we need. What we need is to know that when we feel shame or regret or fear, when we lash out in anger because we've been wronged or withdraw into apathy because it feels like there's nothing we can do, 
that what God feels is not wrath or blame or judgment, but love. What God wants is to love you, to come down to be with you, to give you a gift of knowing that you're loved. And the only way to change your life and the only way to change the world that I know of is for everyone to truly know that, that they are loved, whoever they are, and to act as if that's true, and as, ev as if everyone else is too. So maybe you're stepping foot into this church for the first time tonight, and you'll never come back again. Or maybe you're here more often than either of us would like. Maybe every gift is already wrapped and arranged precisely under the tree. Or maybe you haven't quite finished your shopping yet. Maybe you're headed home to an evening of warmth and joy with family or friends. Or maybe your heart is heavier tonight because the ones you've loved are far away or long gone. But I say to you, be not afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. Because God has seen you, whoever you are, and God has known you, and God loves you, and there's proof right here, lying in a manger. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Amen. <laughs>